Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha, good morning. There was a sewage spill around 20,000 gallons of raw sewage that poured into Kailua Bay on Saturday, July 11th. I wanted to get some expert input on possible danger to Hawaii County citizens and also to the environment from some people who know what they're talking about. So first, I'm going to be airing about three minutes of a discussion with Dr. Scott Miskovich, who is pretty much the COVID-19 expert, and then we'll share a short conversation about 15 minutes long with Dr. Rick Bennett, whose main area of focus is keeping the Kona Coast water clean and has a significant background in water quality, climate, wastewater, and more. I recorded both these interviews on Sunday morning, July 12th. Let's get to the first one. There was a sewage spill in Kailua Bay, and I wanted to get some input from somebody who knows something about such things as to whether COVID-19 could spread to people because of that sewage spill. So we spoke with Dr. Scott Miskovich on Sunday morning, July 12th. Dr. Miskovich has been involved with COVID testing and COVID patients throughout the state since the beginning of this outbreak. Here's our conversation with Dr. Miskovich. Dr. Scott Miskovich, you are a very busy man and one of the doctors most involved with COVID-19 testing and also seeing patients who have COVID-19. So I really appreciate your taking the time to talk. Aloha. Aloha. On Saturday, July 11th, there was a large sewage spill, about 20,000 gallons, that went into Kailua Bay here in Kailua, Kona. And the state has told everybody to stay out of the water. Now, I know on Oahu, they are actually doing wastewater sampling to identify where on the island of Oahu there might be COVID-19. It does not identify individuals. It just says, hey, you have a large amount of COVID-19 in this one particular area, so people should be extra cautious. But my question is, can people be directly affected and infected with COVID-19 from a sewage spill if they came in contact with it as it flowed into the bay on that Saturday or the workers who were trying to clean it up? One thing I can tell you, if we look at where the viral particles are in the whole process in COVID, there will be viral particles in the stool at the later phases of this disease. And so could there be viral particles in the stool that could be contagious? That's another story, right? So the whole question is, a viral particle, is it alive and replicating enough to be spread into another live and replicating virus into the human body? I would feel fairly confident the chances that someone would get it from the water, that it would be able to survive in a sun-drenched saltwater environment like the ocean, which will have a quick dispersion. I wouldn't go swimming in it, but I would tell you the chances that you could get it from that water would be fairly low. Now, from the chances of the workers having exposure, yeah, I would be concerned about them. My approach would be, hey, you guys worked in that. I want you to test it, and I want you to test it in a week and maybe another week after that. That's what you do it. 
you don't take any chances. No one knows for sure, but we should take those clusters of workers and get them tested. Dr. Scott Miskovich, thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you, Sherry. Our next conversation is going to be with Dr. Rick Bennett. I'm Sherry Bracken. This is a bonus Island Conversations podcast. So before we hear from Dr. Bennett, let's hear a word from our generous sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Aloha. This is Sherry Bracken and I'm talking with Dr. Rick Bennett. Dr. Bennett is what I would have to say a water expert. He got his PhD in microbiological sciences and immunology at the University of California at Davis. And he's been working with water, water reclamation, and climate since 1978. And I know that wastewater is a particular focus of his, and it seemed appropriate to talk with him after the sewage spill in Kailua Bay that occurred on Saturday, July 11th, with around 20,000 gallons of raw sewage going into Kailua Bay. Good morning, aloha, Dr. Bennett. Good morning, aloha to you, too. Thank you so much for talking with us. What's the impact of 20,000 gallons of sewage going into Kailua Bay? Well, there are several impacts. The one that concerns people the most is the potential for infectious disease microbes uh, to get into the ocean, persist long enough, and for that person that's swallows that unfortunate gulp of water, uh, they might get ill. Uh, The risk is due almost entirely to virus, not bacteria. The difficulty is we measure bacteria called enterococci as a proxy, but as proxies go, it's only 50% right and 50% wrong. Well, well, help me understand, when you say we measure that particular bacteria as a proxy, what does that really mean? Well, the EPA recommended enterococci, which is a genus of microbes that has about 30 members in that genus, only two of which are associated with human and animal feces. And the bacterium in and of themselves don't present any significant risk to healthy people. In the hospital, it's a different story. But in the environment, no significant risk. And so the presumption is that when enterococci is present, human viruses are present. But as I indicated, that's only true in about 50% of the cases. And so as indicators go, it's a bad one. When the spill occurred, there were actually swimmers in Kailua Bay, and obviously they were told to get out of the water. So it's not really clear how long people were exposed to the worst part of the spill. If they were exposed to the spill, but, you know, it was like 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long it took them to swim out and get out of the water, what is the risk to them of getting sick? And I know that sewage and water can cause actually a lot of different things, ranging from a rash to some of the bad diseases, gastrointestinal upsets, etc. But help us understand more about the risk to people as you see it. Sewage, historically, when you had sewer running down gutters in cities, 
was the stuff made of epidemics. Uh, that's just no longer the case. Most healthy people do not excrete disease-causing organisms. They, they just don't reside there uh, passively. Now, however, if somebody has got a case of the cruise ship virus, for example, they excrete trillions of virus particles every single day, and it only takes one to ten virus particles to give you um, that 24 to 48-hour stomach flu. Um, so if the virus is present and if somebody gets it in their mouth, and you don't even have to swallow much water to get one virus, just that, that wet, salty taste that you swallow could be it. Um, the, the wastewater plume that hit the ocean is going to float on the surface and follow the, the wind and tide currents. And if those currents took it into the swimmer's lane, uh, the risk is higher. What we've seen in the last several months is that that nearshore current there by the pallet tends to go over near uh, the beach where the swimmers enter. So there, there may be some concentration going on. But I will be surprised if we even hear one case of stomach flu as a result of that spill. Um, and, and the reason I say that is our saving grace here in Hawaii is the fact that we have intense ultraviolet sunlight. We have relatively clear water, and literally in the matter of less than an hour, the sunlight is a great disinfectant of ocean water. And it's that reason that we don't have far, far more uh, swimmers' illnesses, given all the leaky sewer pipes, and 50,000 cesspools in our watersheds. I just got off the phone with Dr. Scott Miskovich, who's quite the expert in COVID-19, and he echoed what you just said, that he does not believe that anybody could get COVID-19 from having been in the water for that amount of time because of the ultraviolet light, the seawater, the dispersion. But what about the environment? What's going to be the impact to the environment of 20,000 more gallons of sewage water going into Kailua Bay? Raw sewage and the particulate matter that's in it can settle out on the coral reef. And that can be quite harmful. There's actually now some supposition that sewage microbes, not human microbes, but sewage microbes, uh, may be detrimental to some corals, although that's very tentative at this point. The larger issue is the decades upon decades of nutrient leaching that's going on. So we're leaching from septic systems, we're leaching from cesspits. Now, unfortunately, the infrastructure along the Lee Drive, that is the sewer, leaks. Almost all sewers leak. And they leak more and more as they get older and older. And as was suggested uh, just recently, the pipe that broke there by the palace was an iron pipe that may be 50 to 60 years old. Now, I don't know what people were thinking when they put iron in sand near the ocean, but... Uh, 
I think we all realize you put iron in the ocean, it's going to rust. It's going to rust very quickly. And that's what is happening. Um, I've been told by the director of environmental management that most of the sewer line on Ali Drive needs to be replaced. Yes, Bill Kucharski um, has said that to me as well. Yes, and we know that that sewer line has a problem with infiltration because the wastewater now is getting too salty to uh, use the wastewater for irrigation of uh, plants and grasses and shrubs and things. And so we've got to fix those leaks. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to reuse that 1.8 million gallons a day, which could be used to irrigate landscapes so that people don't have to use our precious fresh water. When I talked with, back to human health, when I talked with Dr. Miskovich, he said that regarding the workers who were cleaning up the spill, just because of COVID-19, he would recommend that they be tested for COVID-19. But for the workers cleaning up the spill, do you see dangers to them, to their health, for some of the viruses and bacteria that may be present in that sewage water? Well, it's certainly always smart to be cautious. When I started working with wastewater over 30 years ago, I asked that question. If, if this material is so dangerous, do we see evidence of illness in sewage workers? And the answer is no, we don't see evidence. And so the, the material is not getting ingested in sufficient quantity. Uh, the aerosols that get made when the water splashes around don't present any particular respiratory threats. Um, it's just when sewage contaminates drinking water, and then we drink volumes of that contaminated water is when we have the greatest risk. Uh, most swimmers don't intentionally swallow seawater. Now, as a former surfer, I know when you wipe out, you swallow a lot of water. Um, and so it's, actually the surfers are kind of considered the canary in the coal mine relative to ocean, ocean microbes. But even amongst surfers, we don't see a lot of evidence of gastrointestinal illness. We see more evidence of skin infections due to Staphylococcus aureus. It's in wastewater, and it's also in the sand on almost every beach in the world. And so it's not uniquely a uh, wastewater problem. Okay, very good. Dr. Bennett, I guess at some point we need to talk again soon about the overall wastewater situation in Hawaii County, but relative to this particular situation, the Kailua Bay sewage spill of Saturday, July 11th, is there anything else you'd like to add that we didn't talk about? Well, once again, when I'm asked would I swim in the water, um, you know, I give it a couple of days and let that sun do, its, do the work that it does so very, very well. And then by Monday or Tuesday, you know, the risk is going to be infinitesimally small. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't think it would dissipate quite that fast, but you're saying it goes pretty quickly. Yeah, the folks in Florida who monitor beaches for microbial safety learned years ago that if they sampled the water after 10 o'clock in the morning, they got false negatives because the indicators were killed by the sun, but the viruses weren't. The viruses take a little longer for the sun to work. And so we have reason to believe as long as our waters stay relatively clear that the sun's going to do its job. Now, I emphasize clarity 
because one of the things we're seeing over the last 20 years here is our waters are getting increasingly turbid, and they're getting turbid or cloudy from algae, microscopic algae. And it's the nitrogen and phosphorus in our leaking wastewaters from leaking sewers and septic systems that are nourishing um, these algae. And it's the probable reason that Kailua Bay turned so dark green here a month ago. Interesting. And again, it just reinforces the need for Hawaii County's Department of Environmental Management to, I'll use the term, clean up their act, but basically get those sewer lines upgraded and replaced because this has happened before. Indeed. And Hawaii County is in a pickle, but every coastal county that I read about is in the same difficulty. They've ignored their infrastructure, sea levels are rising. And we're getting more interaction with water that leaks out of sewers with the ocean. And, you know, we've got to fix that infrastructure. There's just no question about it. Dr. Rick Bennett, thank you so much for your mana'o. I really appreciate talking with you this morning. Aloha. Aloha to you. Thank you for calling. And thank you so much to our listeners for being with us for this bonus podcast of Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken, and this was an update on the Kailua Village sewage spill with Dr. Scott Miskovich about the potential of spreading COVID-19 that way, and with Dr. Rick Bennett, who's a wastewater and water quality expert. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.